For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! Hey, that's great football now! 35-40, down the far sideline. We got a fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go on. Are you kidding me? Let's go! 20, 10, touchdown! Seahawks! It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm Seahawks super fan and actor Brett Davern. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Seahawks all-pro linebacking legend, Lofa Tatupu. Ready to do the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. On today's episode, it's all Seahawks first-round draft picks all the time. This conversation is going to be layered. It's going to be painful. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be happy. It's going to be all the things. There's so many players to try to choose from to only pick four names to etch their faces in granite forever in the side of our Mount Rushmore, And that's all we're doing on this episode. Uh, also, it's draft week, so that's appropriate. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, everybody out there, on whichever plat- podcast platform you're listening to us on. It really helps us grow the show. And... Make sure that you uh, never miss an episode. Your phone will notify you every time a new episode comes out so you don't miss a second of the fun. If you'd like to make your opinions known or argue with us about anything at all or ask us questions or send us compliments, you can do that. Uh, The email address for the show is seahawkspod at gmail.com. Lofa, it's a big week or it's a a big episode. Oh, huge, huge. (laughs) This This is big, man. This is big and... We're carving their faces in stone, and you know, without using explosives, it's hard to erase any of this stuff. So these are big decisions. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's a lot of names to choose from. In the first segment today, though, I want to just focus on players that were chosen from 2000 to the present in the first round. We will argue about about them, or I'll give you their statistics or whatever, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll get all the rest of the first-rounders that are of note. And then we have to then lock ourselves into that juror's room and only come out with four names for this mountain. So it's going to be a rough one. Oh, no, we got this. We got this. Um, the last two years in a row... We, you got LJ Collier, who we didn't really see much from last year, and then Rashad Penny. Um, and truthfully, I had to go all the way back to 2010 to find the first Seahawks first-round draft pick that I felt like was worth talking about, and that was Russell Okung, offensive lineman, round one, pick number six, a Super Bowl champion and a two-time Pro Bowler, and we took him in 2010. We, we, took, a, we took two first-rounders. If you remember correctly, that draft. <laughs> <laughs> I so, knew you'd do that. This is, you, yeah, this is why, this, this, is why that. this partnership works so well together. Because uh, written right below Russell Okung is the other first round Seahawks draft pick that season. Yeah. And it was none other than Earl Thomas, who is, of course, a Super Bowl champ with the team. Went to seven Pro Bowls, 
three first-team All-Pros, two second-team All-Pros, and a member of the 2010s NFL All-Decade team. Is that the first-rounder of which you speak? I mean, he's got quite the compelling case and, and resume there. Uh, however, you know, we, we got some, some, some big names to, to revisit. So you're not willing to give uh, E.T. just the automatic I, I, rubber stamp right on the know, mountain? Look, why they really get very close, consider, obviously, okay, E.T., God willing, another couple of healthy years, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Absolutely. His, yeah. His numbers, they speak for themselves. Um, all the accolades. Uh, Russ, phenomenal career in his own right. Um, you know, fit the billing of a first rounder and um, fun, both of them phenomenal human beings too. Cause I got the, I got the honor of playing next to both of them in, in 2010. But we, we got some, we got some big names on this list, my man. So yeah. I, I think we, we, before it's all said and done, we, we got to, you know, there's, there's a couple guys that are, are currently in the Hall of Fame that, that we might have to talk about. So. Yeah, that draft though in 2010. I mean, that was that Pete's first draft. Here? First draft, Pete and John's first draft. I mean, that right there, two two first round picks in Russell Okung and Earl Thomas. If you want to, you know, come in and make a first impression, and that first round, Russell Okung, Earl Thomas, two guys that, like you said, Earl probably first ballot Hall of Famer. Russell Okung, amazing career. That 2010 draft that really set the tone. For the next decade. Yeah. You know, Golden Tate was up there, you know, for possible rush near. Um, and had mm-hmm. he, you know, mm-hmm. stayed with us the rest of the career, you know, Golden's had a phenomenal career. Um, I, I have no doubt he would have been up there as a second rounder. Cam Chancellor made that list. He was the uh, the fifth rounder or fourth rounder that, that year. Um, uh, fourth or fifth. Yeah. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, that, I whole, fifth, dra- that whole draft was, um, and I remember just, you know, that was my last year here. I remember watching them on the field and I was like, wow. I was like, we've added some, you know, real, you know, future cornerstones of, you know, the team, not just, uh, you know, the defense and Earl and Cam, you know, in that one draft alone. First round, first round's tough, man. Um, yeah, it is. It <laughs> and, is. And, and the listeners will hear why in a second. <laughs> well, looking, looking backwards uh, from 2010, there was, um, you know, some first round draft picks in there that uh, didn't quite do what fans and, you know, people hoped that they would do. Uh, guys, you know, Aaron Curry, Lawrence Jackson, Kelly Jennings, uh, Chris Spencer, Marcus Tubbs. Um, uh, but then we come to 2003 with Marcus Trufant. And I know you played a lot with Marcus, and he's a local guy uh, from the Northwest up there, played his college football, obviously, at Washington State. They picked him in round number one, pick number 11, one Pro Bowl for his career which seems crazy. It feels like he should have made more Pro Bowls than that. And also, if he would have played one more year with the Seahawks, he might have a Super Bowl ring yeah. as well. Um, but Trufant, I mean, you know, local legend and hell of a player. Um, uh, true, just the consummate professional. And then, um, honestly, just as much as he did on the field, what he's done off the field in the community, um, the Trufant Family Foundation, you know, everything, you know, I've gone to their events for years um, and, you know, it's just been unbelievable. He always has the bowling tournament. He has several other things that they do. And it's just, um, you know, him, Isaiah and um, and Desmond, you know, they, you know, they all contribute, um, you know, regard, they all played in the NFL. It's just that whole family is um, unbelievably talented, but also just very caring and giving um, in terms of their contribution to society, man. It's um, first-class citizens, man. It's who you want to be with and who you want to roll with. 
and athletically, I've never seen anybody run. True could run backwards faster than I can run forwards. That's I'm not even lying. I'm not exaggerating. You know, he he's that gifted, and um, it was honor to play with him. 07, I think, was the year that he made the Pro Bowl. I think he had six with like two or three return for touchdowns. Um, just a phenomenal year that year. And it was really just a year where, um, you know, we brought in some other, you know, key pieces on the defensive line and then in the secondary and we gelled as a unit and we all found great success um, in that year. Yeah. But can you imagine what it would be like growing up in that family uh, with the true fonts on the block there? And, you know, you want to go out in the front yard and play basketball or football or baseball or whatever. You'd be like, I'll, I'll take all three of them. On it just, my team, it doesn't matter. Right. It, yeah. It, and they're all just super competitive. Um, and um, but that that was the, the best part is just, you know, watching watching them grow. Even like, you know, Isaiah, who's over at, at um, Eastern Washington, when when me and True were um, having camp over in Cheney. And so we would see him and and then Des was, you know, young and watching him grow up and, you know, become, you know, first round pick, you know, his himself and and go on to do phenomenal things. So it's, um, you know, unbelievable family. And uh, we're blessed to, you know, have them you know, in the community. Looking back further than that, you go through Jeremy Stevens, tight end, talented guy out of Washington. They took him in the first round. Also, um, if you go back even further, they took a wide receiver in the first round named Corin Robinson. And much like the Russell Okung, Earl Thomas draft, the Seahawks had two first round draft picks that year. Corin Robinson was taken first ahead of Steve Hutchinson. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2001. Round number one, pick number 17 out of uh, Michigan, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Seven Pro Bowls, five first team All Pros, two second team All Pros, a member of the NFL's All 2000s team, NFC champion, and also a Hall of Famer. Just recently inducted, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we still have more names, though. And so, this, you know, know. Th- think about how, you know, how, how how many good first rounds we had if if we got more names and we we can't say that Earl Thomas and Steve Hutchinson are definitely on the the rush near you know Mount Rush near so um, would like to put them up there I, I think where I give Russ and uh, Ocon and uh, Earl the the the, the nod on, on some of these is that they have the Super Bowl. They have the only Super Bowl here, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, that's to be cherished and to be, um, you know, immortalized, man. That's, they did something that we had never seen. So, um, you know, love true, love Hutch, but we got to hear the other names before we come to our final, you know, conclusion. <laughs> All right. Well, rounding out the decade, then looking back uh, through the Seahawks first round draft picks in 2000, they took a guy out of Alabama with the 19th overall pick. He made three Pro Bowls in his career, one first team All Pro and is the only NFL MVP mm-hmm. to play for the Seahawks. His name's Sean Alexander. He got the MVP in 2005 member of the Seahawks 35th anniversary team as well, member of the NFL's 2000s all-decade team, uh, 9,453 yards rushing and 100 touchdowns, and a Madden cover from when I was in high school at some point, or Which, maybe yeah, just out of high might, school. Might have been just as cool as you know the MVP, right? I mean, yeah. in my eyes, that's, that's yeah, all man. you ever wanted to be. It was in How the into Madden. Madden did you guys get? Were you checking your ratings and stuff? Did anybody that says they didn't check their ratings in Madden, 
is is just they're lying to you. And then, you know, even if you're not checking them, your friends are telling you, you know, like, yo, dude, they got you as like a 79. You know, I think they had me rated really high in speed, <laughs> which what? I was like, did they wow. not watch the combine? Well, yeah, you know, I was like, well, you know, I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised there. Well, back to Sean for a second, though. I mean, I'll put him up uh, an amazing, amazing career as a Seahawk. Obviously, you know, going to the Super Bowl against the Steelers, a great season. He had that season, him and LaDainian Tomlinson going back and forth for the NFL's rushing touchdowns uh, leader. It's just a legend. I mean, I was watching some highlights leading up to this episode and those old highlights of him running up and down Husky Stadium in the silver helmets. And he was great. Look, you know, and I know, I know Earl's got more Pro Bowls and, um, you know, longevity with Trufant, um, but, and, you know, and Hutch Hall of Fame, but it's only one MVP in the history of, you know, offensive MVP. Um, And so, you know, in that, and even in that, uh, that year, I think, what do you, he ended up with 1880, 1880 yards rushing. And I think. Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous. If you take out, or if you count the amount of snaps that we sat him, um, it would be equivalent to like three or four games. I think there was like three or four games where, uh, or five or six games where we just sat him for like the second half. What made him so good? Uh, just unbelievably talented uh, vision and, you know, athletically. Um, his his shoulders and hips were always pointed, you know, downfield. They weren't, even though he had good moves um, in terms of elusiveness, he never, you know, jeopardized the yardage for um, just trying to make somebody, you know, turning his hips sideways because that's where you lose your power. And he, you know, ran over people just as much as he ran by them and around them. And then uh, I remember my rookie year, he broke like a 95-yarder against Mm -hmm. – or a 92-yarder against Arizona. And it was just – it was incredible that, you know, a running back of that size and ability was able to outrun, you know, the secondary. Um, only seeing a couple other guys, like like I said, Fred Taylor, I think, was another guy that, you know, could hit the home run from from anywhere on the field. And, and then Sean, Sean was that guy, man, you know, offensive line that we had. and But Sean, you know, he knew how to set up his blocks. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. It wasn't just, you know – a gaping hole for, you know, Sean to run through and, and use the speed. He set it up and that's what the great backs do. Um, so, okay. For for segment one here, then who do you think we're taking into the, like at least second round of the conversation here between Okung, Earl Thomas, Marcus Trufant, Hutchison, and Sean Alexander. We got to take a couple names onto the second part of the conversation. I got, I got one name. I got Sean Alexander because that's there's, it. There's three names that we got to talk about. I'm going to keep, Earl, Hutch, and Sean Alexander alive. I'm going to take those three into the second part of the conversation um, because it'll give us something to argue about. But before okay, we get to that argument, <laughs> <laughs> betonline.ag, our wonderful sponsor, uh, betonline.ag, who is sticking with us and sticking th- with you through all of these crazy times we're living in. You receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit when you go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100 to get that welcome bonus on your first deposit. Listen, everybody, the reason that BetOnline 
AG is sticking around is because you guys are supporting them and using our promo code with them. And that lets them know that we sent you there. And then they're happy with us and you're happy with us and everybody's happy. Um, you can win in their online casino with Blackjack or a three quarter million dollar poker series. There's also still lots of sports that you can be betting on. Also crazy things like TV shows like Tiger King and uh, the upcoming elections or American Idol. So head to betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100, all caps, M-Y-P-O-D-100. Get that welcome bonus today. Bet online. The fun never ends. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot 1997, we took Sean Springs in the first round at cornerback and um, another guy named... Walter Jones, also in the first round in 1997. Walter Jones is in, right? They can start I mean, chiseling. put him on the board, man. What are we? Are we really going to have this conversation? Like, are we serious? Uh, arguably the greatest talk of all time. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. you know, I mean, we get you know, large and there's you know, several. Of He's them in the there. conversation, absolutely. But, but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I can't say enough good things about Walt. Competing against him. You know, even though we were on the same team, you got to go against him and practice every day and just. Oh, man. Having a. Yeah, man. He's like ha- having an appreciation. Here, go run for, into the side of this uh, tool shed. For the, the guy was practice. pushing like, Escalades for fun, I mean, <laughs> for funsies, man. He was like just throwing those things around. I was like, yo. What do you think he's going to do to me? <laughs> Lofa, I played like one year of high school football as a freshman. I was like five feet tall, 100 pounds. I got hit by a guy that was like, I don't know, maybe 20 pounds heavier than me. And it felt like my life ended. I can't imagine taking, like seeing Walter Jones come well, at you. you <laughs> Guys, know, like, he's built well, like a house. I like to pride myself on toughness and, you know, like that, you know, I ain't never going to quit. I'm going to keep going at you. But when a guy's six five, six five and a half almost, you know, whatever, six six, three oh five, and he ran a four six. I mean, he was two tenths of a second faster than me at <laughs> at seventy-five pounds heavier than me. It was just incredible to watch how easy and how effortless it was. It wasn't that he wasn't trying, but it was that he was that smooth of an athlete and he was that in control. He could he could literally do it in his sleep. He could walk, he could roll out of bed. Probably not stretch and, and then keep a guy to, to no tackles and uh, and no sacks. And like that's, you know, that's incredible at, at the left tackle position to, to do. Yeah. And that's why he was the first ballot Hall of Famer. And arguably, that's you hear from everybody that played against him that he was the greatest left tackle um, that ever played. Here's the thing about Walter Jones. I figure if the Seahawks retire a guy's jersey, we should at least put him up on Mount Rushnir. That seems about you know, par for the course, right? Yeah. Yeah. In 1995, the Seahawks drafted a wide receiver named Joey Galloway, who had like rocket boosters on his back. That guy was fast. He was out of Ohio State, drafted in the first round, pick number eight. Joey Galloway, number 84. Didn't play 
for too long with the Hawks, but had a really great NFL career. I mean, you know, lots of good years with Tampa Bay, I remember. Um, just a great football player and an NFL veteran. Could take the top off the defense and um, great hands. Just, uh, I think, for not playing for the Hawks for the entire career and um, maybe having some of his best years, you know, elsewhere, th- that's tough, you know. So I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. Uh, no yeah. pun intended. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I'm let with you bring you. up the next guy. No, I'm I'm with you on it. I just think, I mean, you know, the Seahawks drafting him in the first round, and he did have a great career, so I think he's worth mentioning. But I agree with you. He's uh, probably doesn't even slide into the second round of the first round conversation. But uh, the next two guys that I want to talk about were both taken in the first round with the third overall pick. This was back in the Seahawks' really lean years. But the first guy was taken in 1990. His name's Cortez Kennedy. And much like Walter Jones, he might be, uh, he, well, he's yeah. definitely in the conversation for, but might also be considered one of the greatest Seahawks of all time. Put him on there. Uh, I believe he got the defensive MVP in a 2-14 and 14 season. If that doesn't tell you, you know, how worried other opposing, you know, teams were for his skill set and um, his ability, you know, that's it's incredible. So, uh, yeah, Tez, phenomenal person too. Um, you know, missed missed the big guy, man. Um, yeah, put him on the put him on the uh, rush near, man. He, he's definitely, uh, you know, one of the candidates for Mister Seahawk on top of rush near. I mean, drafted in in 1990, so that's right at the beginning of my love of the Seahawks, and there were so many lean years throughout the 90s. And Cortez Kennedy was pretty much all we had. And he was just so much fun to watch. And he would be at every Pro Bowl. And the Seahawks would usually only have one guy. And he was our guy, man. And I just, you know, it, it was a really sad day when when we, when the world lost him. And um, did you oh, ever yeah. meet him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met him uh, several times. I know Tez. Uh, I'm not gonna say well, but um, well enough. He he would always be in the locker room after the games, um, whether I was playing or even years after when I when I was coaching in, in 15 and 16. And um, just you know, just that dude, man. He was you know every time you saw him, it was you know just the biggest smile ever. Uh, and we we're just talking ball. You know, he loved football. The other player they took with pick number three overall was back in 1983, round number one. Kurt Warner, running back, and just, uh, I mean, if his career wouldn't have got cut short by injury, I mean, might might be one of the best Seahawks running backs of all time. Probably still is anyway. Yeah, no. You know, coming out of Penn State and taking them, I think, all the way to the, well, into the AFC playoffs, at least, down there in Miami, of course, famously. But um, I think taking the Seahawks to their first ever playoffs in 1983. Yeah, man, that's yeah, that's a name right there. And you know, I, I think he did he told he told about like six or seven thousand yards. Like that's you know, and then that's a lot, man. <laughs> Especially back then. Okay, yeah, they might only be running the ball, but guess what? Defenses know you're running the ball, and you know, so they load up, and you know, they they try to take that away from you. So. Yeah, Kurt uh, Warner. Kurt Warner checks in. I'll I'll give you his awards. He's checking in with three Pro Bowls, three Second Team All Pros, two AFC Offensive Player of the Years, and six thousand eight hundred forty-four yards. A uh, four four 
yard per carry average for his career and 63 touchdowns. 63? Those those are some numbers right there. Yeah, man. I mean, see, look at all the the, the tough choices we're, you know, tasked with right now because, I mean, I even told you, I was like, I don't know if Earl's making it just from not finishing his career here. And, I mean, I know. Earl's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right now, for me, I got Walt and Sean. Yeah. Right now, and, right now, ooh, you we had already intense. Yeah, right now we had already said it's it's absolutely yeah. Sean Alexander, Walter Jones, and Cortez Kennedy. That's already three. So we got one spot left? Okay, well, this could and change got, based. <laughs> we got one based spot on left. I got two names. We got one spot left, and I got two more players to tell you about. The first one was taken two years before Kurt Warner. His name's Kenny Easley. He, they took him in 1981, round one, pick number four overall as a safety. Kenny Easley went on to make the Hall of Fame and also has his jersey retired by the Seahawks. He's an absolute legend and a beast. I, I mean, <laughs> this is getting tough. Nah, he went to UCLA. I'm good. <laughs> And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow. Well, I need to- <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. Hey. Um, I mean, no. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Who's the, who's the last Not name? only did he go to UCLA, but he made five Pro Bowls, oh, yeah. four first-team All-Pros, one second-team All-Pro. He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1984. He made the NFL's 1980s All-Decade team. He's in the Seahawks Ring of Honor. His jersey is retired. I mean, even in college, he was a three-time All-American, All-American at UCLA. Yeah. UCLA retired his jersey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, thirty-two interceptions. I he, um, we get thirty-two interceptions in what, like six years? Yeah, thirty-two interceptions in. He played for six seasons. No, seven, seven, seven seasons. Seven. Okay, yeah, I mean, which yeah, like just averaging five a year. What is? Yeah, he's he's not only in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he's also in the College Football Hall of Fame. Sorry if I don't get too excited for a Bruin. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Oh, Kenny is the man. Uh, Wait, okay. What's the last name you're going to throw up there? Is, is it Jake? The last one was Jacob Green. I just thought he's worth mentioning. Uh, round number one, pick number 10, an amazing player. They took him in 1980. Um, I mean, his career speaks for itself. He's a, he's a legend. Uh, but, you know, there's Hall of Famers on the list here. So Okay. Well, so then I, I think we're obligated to lean with the rest of the football world and, and put the Hall of Famers on 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 rush deer no what do you think I don't, I don't know man i mean listen it's time to make it official here um we can only put up four names it's been the rules it's gonna hurt it's gonna Those sting the rules all right tez, for me tez and walter we're up at, there. yeah for for walter okay the names from the entire conversation that i think we're looking at are walter jones steve hutchison kenny easley cortez kennedy earl thomas kurt warner sean alexander there's a lot. So that's, wait, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, dude, I think we got to cut like three guys from that list I just said, and they're all legends. Yeah, legends. Uh. <laughs> I think I, okay. if, if we, let's, we can start the argument by saying Hutchison, for all that we love him, and he's a Hall of Famer, and he's an absolute just, you know, football playing Jesse, whatever that means. <laughs> I think we could take him off the list because... It's a Seahawk draft pick mountain. The Seahawks did draft him and recognize the talent. And I know we used that argument when it came to Mawai. But here, where there's so many good names, 
with Hutch not being able to finish his career with the Seahawks, I think that kind of eliminates him in my mind. Yeah, I I agree. You know, he had. Equally, I think he would understand. Well, well, you know, this is what's the, the cool thing about this is well, not that he's not going to make you know our rush near. I don't know if he really cares, but we'll, you know, we'll find out later. But the cool thing about this is that he really is probably going to make two Ring of Honors. I'm pretty sure he's going to make ours, and I'm pretty sure he's going to make Minnesota's. So, wow. what was that locker room like when all of that went down and he ended up going to Minnesota? Oh man, I don't, I don't want to talk about dark times. You know, it was, it's just that's when you, you know, especially me being a, like a second year player. That's when, or a rookie going into my second year, that's when you realize the, you know, the nature of the business. You know, it was that was a that was a tough loss right there. Walter Jones, Kenny Easley, and Cortez Kennedy, all three guys are not only Hall of Famers, but definitely their entire careers with the Seahawks and retired jerseys up in the rafters there at CenturyLink for those three guys, which leaves Earl Thomas, Kurt Warner, and Sean Alexander as the other three. So we would have to cut two of those and only keep one between Earl, Kurt, and Sean. What? I mean, is oh. that the way it's shaken out for you with the no, three locks either, there as the Hall of Famers and then the three guys on the bubble? So wait, okay, we got the three three locks. I'm going with the three locks. They're you know Hall of Famers, right? So, um, and then the three bubbles. Who who are you going with? Earl 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 Thomas, Kurt Warner, and Sean Alexander. Well, Jake's got to be in there, man. Jake had almost a hundred sacks. Well, well, I understand that, but I mean, well, but I don't. Oh even, boy, I think there was a couple years in his career where they didn't even record uh, sacks, so like he could have 120. We don't know. Man, Jacob Green, 12-year career with the Seahawks, two Pro Bowls, one first-team All-Pro, one second-team All-Pro, and Seattle Seahawks Ring of Honor. Yeah. <sighs> what do you, how many sacks do you have? You got it up there? Uh, 97 and a half. 97 I'm not, and a half. We need to find out what year they started keeping track of sacks as an official record, though. I and don't I'll, even care. I'll you find that out for you. I'm going to look up. I'll find I'm that just, out. I'm going to look up career sack leaders. Mr. Seahawk, like, his name's up there. All right, I looked it up. They started keeping track of sacks officially in 1982, and he was drafted ah, in 1980. 1980. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. So, I made a compelling case, did I not? He's got one or two Pro Bowls, or two Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, which that doesn't reflect the amount of damage he did on the field. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. just like even like Cliff Averill. Cliff Averill's got one Pro Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The guy had 75 sacks. How seriously do we take the Pro Bowl is, is what I'm saying. Because guys like Jacob, who had almost 100 sacks, 100 plus because the two, his first two years of his career, they weren't recording sacks as an official stat. Um, you know, how serious, how much weight do we put towards that? I mean, the guy's in the ring of honor, um, you know, just phenomenal, phenomenal human being. Uh, I, it's going to be tough for me not to put him up there. But the only thing that keeps me from putting him up there is that the only offensive MVP we've ever had 
with Sean Alexander. So obviously this is just Wikipedia right here, but it says that unofficially, unofficially, Jacob Green should have finished his career with 116 sacks. Oh my God, put him in the Hall of Fame. Simeon Rice is ranked number 20 in all-time NFL sacks at 122, and that's where this this list that I found stops for me. So Jacob Green would be right behind there. He'd probably be in the, you know, between 20 and 25th all time, somewhere in there. Okay, well, we're decided on three, so we just need one last one, and we don't have to agree on this. Oh No, yes, we do. Those are the rules. Earl Thomas, Kurt Warner, Sean Alexander, or Jacob Green. You know, God. I know, ma'am. I'm really, I really am having a hard time with this because. I know. I know. Jacob Green, that he's in the ring oh, of honor. For, for Kurt me, Warner's love, in the ring of honor. I, okay. Love Earl. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to be just fine. But he's not going on the Mount Rushmore just because just he's not finishing with us. Wow. Uh, I know. Kurt, I mean, God, seven, almost 7,000 yards. Two-time AFC offensive two-time MVP. Player. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You just you made know? it easier for me. If he's the versus two-time, Sean's one-time league yes, MVP. If he's the two-time MVP or you know offensive player, and Sean has one, I'm going Jacob Green. Those, <laughs> those, yeah, the yeah. Two those two canceled the, those two the two phenomenal running backs that we've had wow. over the years. Uh, they cancel each other out. I'm going. I'm going Jacob. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, and not even reluctantly. I'm gonna I'm gonna proudly follow you down this path. We're going Walter Jones, Kenny Easley, Cortez Kennedy, and Jacob Green. I think Jacob Green is synonymous with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are synonymous with Jacob Green. Well, there it is, everybody. Officially up on the mountain, the first round draft picks um, for Mount Rushnear. They're up there. The artisans are chiseling away. It's Walter Jones, Kenny Easley, Cortez Kennedy, and Jacob Green. For now, this has been the Seahawks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. The draft is this Thursday, everybody, and we will have a show that day previewing the draft for you. So be sure to tune in here on the Believe Podcast Network. If you want to email us, if you've got disagreements, if you think Sean or Kurt or Earl should have been in there or someone else, maybe maybe you're a Corin Robinson fan. Maybe you like orange-tinted visors. If that's your thing, email us, seahawkspod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Lofa, say it with me. Oh, oh wait, wait, Brett, I've been thinking about this. Go Hawks. No. <laughs> In the effort of getting better to keep things on time, we would break the huddle. All right. So we would break the huddle, say, hey, you know, go Hawks on three. And I would say, one, two, three, go Hawks. You know. Lofa, break it down. All right, fellas, here we go. Go Hawks on three. One, two, three. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Oh, man. No, nailed I mean, it. No, no, no. We got to do it again. What? Unbelievable. You I see how quick it goes? It. It's one, two, three. Go Hawks. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Go Hawks on three. One, two, three. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. All right. Um, you know what? Unbelievable. I, this is going <laughs> to take a couple weeks. I, not Wait, even, that is not perfectly even. on time. Is he messing uh, with me? Katie, is he serious? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.